Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots. It's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero here on GroundZero.radio, among other streams on the Aftermath FM app, Talk Stream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app. 
GroundZero.radio is the most reliable way to listen, however. You can also find The Secret Teachings by searching for that show name on any radio or podcast player to find our previous episodes, Monday through Friday. There are algorithmically placed advertisements because those free shows are monetized. So if you don't want to listen to those advertisements, you can visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Find the subscription link at the top of the page. Subscribe annually or through a one-time donation. You'll get access to the ad-free show. You'll have the archive on the site or a private RSS feed to plug it into a player or an app. You'll be able to download and listen to all the shows, the montages as well. You'll also get copies of my books in digital form. All of that, very simple, very easy to navigate on the website. If you subscribe, if you buy a book, digital or physical, or even if you just listen to the show for free after it airs in the in those free archives, you support us and allow us to do what we do five nights a week. We don't have anybody financing us, nobody telling us what we can or can't do. That's why we can do semi-controversial shows like what we discussed last night. And I had probably five emails that I've seen so far because I get so many emails every day, you know, probably like 50 emails a day, 100 emails a day. It just depends on the day. So I don't have a chance to go through all of them. But a couple emails I saw from listeners across the country enjoyed last night's show. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you reaching out because of the subject matter and uh, handling it uh, professionally, handling it logically. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed the show last night. It's also, again, in the archive to download and listen right now if you missed it. Tonight's show is going to be substantially different than what we discussed last night. And I'm going to merge a couple of subjects that might seem different, but I think that they're very, very similar. We do have the story of the Nord Stream pipelines. We also have the story of a series of food manufacturing and processing plants, not to mention in Paris, a fire that broke out at the world's largest produce market. We're going to look at the relationship that those potentially sabotaged food processing and manufacturing plants and facilities have to this pipeline issue, the Nord Stream 1 and the Nord Stream 2, and the potential sabotage there. Coincidentally, if you don't listen all of, to all of tonight's show, I thought one of the most coincidental things was we have uh, seismologists telling us that the undersea pipelines, according to seismic data, were blown up by an artificial blast or some kind of some kind of explosive that blew the pipelines up and right in time for those pipelines to be blown up and it's a lot more detailed than than just that there's a lot of information that we're going to talk about later according to euronews.com at the same time those pipelines were being blown up Norway and Poland opened a gas pipeline moving to cut dependency on Russian oil. So literally, as the pipelines are being blown up, Norway and Poland open a gas pipeline that will basically replace those pipelines. Coincidence? Probably not. Here's another story that 
might seem totally unrelated, but the hurricane that is in the process of striking Florida, even that word striking, it makes it sound uh, perhaps more dangerous or deadly than it might actually be. I read an article from the Orlando Sentinel near Cat 5 Hurricane Ian with 155 mile per hour winds to strike Florida today, carve way up to Orlando. Now, I looked this morning at the projected movement of Hurricane Ian. And uh, throughout the day today, it's obviously moved much closer to, according to this article, Orlando. But when they're saying that a hurricane makes landfall or it's making its way to Orlando or making its way to Jacksonville, the Weather Channel was saying that last night. They're talking about the eye and the eye wall where you get more intensified weather. The storm gets more severe. The winds get stronger. There could be uh, more potential uh, damage closer to the eye wall. So they're saying that the hurricane makes landfall based on where the eye wall is. They're saying that the hurricane is a Category 4, but, and I've seen multiple articles the articles that I'm reading are saying it's a near Cat 5. Well, sure, it's almost a Category 5, but it's not a Category 5. Don't you think that might freak people out more? I mean, a Category 5 is... It's like an F5 tornado. It's like a finger of God. It just destroys everything in its path. But it's not a Category 5. It's a Category 4. And 155 mile per hour winds, that's intense... It's potentially devastating. It's obviously life-threatening. The winds themselves, things flying, being uh, uprooted. Uh, I mean, everything uh, is, is really up for grabs. Things that you keep outside, if you don't bring those in, uh, you know, tree branches, anything could, could, could be flying through the air. So it's obviously dangerous. But there have been storms that have struck Florida, even in this last 10, 10 15 years, that have been uh, more intense than Hurricane Ian based on wind speed. And that see, that's where the question comes in. What exactly do we consider to be and how do we quantify intensity or destructive um, potential? So, I mean, let me give you an example. I read this article from the New York Times yesterday. It said a major hurricane has not hit Tampa for more than 100 years. The only problem with that headline is this storm is not hitting Tampa directly. 11 a.m. this morning, the first projection I looked at when I got up this morning, the eye wall was just about to strike Cape Coral on its way toward North Port. Now, if you go a little north of there, that's where you get Bradenton and Tampa and St. Petersburg, where I'm from. And the storm is projected, the eye wall area of the storm, the eye, is projected to move up from North Point up to Lakeland. Obviously, once the storm makes landfall, any storm de-intensifies, uh, de-intensifies rapidly because it doesn't have that warm water to continue intensifying. So, a lot of things here. It's not a Category 5, it's a Category 4. But the media is saying it's a near cat five. It's a true statement, but it's highly misleading. And that, that could actually be dangerous. That could scare people even more. 
We shouldn't be trying to scare people. We should be trying to help people. We should be trying to inform people, not telling them that this is almost the most devastating thing that's ever happened. And for Tampa, it's the worst in 100 years. So I read this article from the New York Times, and I thought, how is this the most devastating or the most destructive or you know, the, the, the most major hurricane to ever hit Florida or Tampa or anywhere in 100 years? They say Tampa. So I read it, and it says, in October 1921, a hurricane slammed into southwest Florida, sending coastal waters rising by 11 feet. This killed eight people. The Tampa Tarpon Springs hurricane, as they called the storm, made landfall October 25th with winds of about 120 miles per hour, a velocity that would have made it a Category 3 storm on the Saffir-Simpson wind scale that is now used widely to measure Atlantic hurricanes. So, again, we base the intensity of a hurricane on a lot of factors. The wind speed tells us whether it's a Category 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. In 1921, this Tampa Tarpon Springs hurricane had 120 mile per hour winds and the coastal waters of uh, southwest Florida rose by 11 feet. Now, I'm confused a little bit because Tampa is in the mid, the middle point of Florida on the west coast. It's not, I mean, I guess from Tallahassee, it's southwest, but it's not, I mean, you go down to like the Miami area, that's Southern Florida. The Keys, that's Southern Florida. Tampa's not Southern Florida. So it's like they're, they're cherry picking the data to make it seem like it's more intense than, than, than we've seen in 100 years. That makes for a good headline. That might scare people, but that doesn't do any good. It might feel um, as if there's a political narrative behind this which certainly there is. In fact, on CNN, Don Lemon was talking to a representative from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And Don Lemon said, hey, I grew up in Florida. These storms are getting more intense. And Noah said, no. Don Lemon said, but I grew up there. They're getting more intense. And Noah said, no, you can't say that. Take a listen to this interaction. Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think so. Let me pause there and tell you that if you don't know, most of you probably know. Gulf of Mexico is very warm. So as soon as a hurricane makes it into the Gulf of Mexico, the waters warm up pretty quick and the hurricane intensifies rapidly. That is not climate change. That is just science. That's just basic 101. We know this about hurricanes. We know this about the warm water of the Gulf of Mexico. Pretty simple to understand. Let's go back to Noah. 
intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eyewall forming around the inner eyewall. And that's basically the second eyewall has overtaken the original eyewall. And that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse. Uh, but uh, So take a listen to that again. I'm going to rewind that. Don says, it seems, it seems. And then listen to the word choice of the representative from NOAA. Because he says, you can't say that about the storm. Maybe cumulatively you could say that, but not about this specific storm. That is happening now because it seems these storms are... It seems these storms are intensifying. Intensifying. That's the question. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse. Climate change may be making storms worse. You hear these words that are used? Am I the only one that notices that? I don't think I am. Uh, But uh, to link it to any one event, um, I I would caution against that. So Don Lemon says, hold on a second. I grew up in Florida and, and you're wrong, Mr. Science Man. They are getting worse. Based on what? Well, he grew up there, so he knows they're getting worse today. Okay, well, they, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. Well, intensifying based on what metric? How are, how are we deciding that they are intensive? I mean, yes, a storm intensifies when it reaches warmer waters, but what does that have to do with the question of climate change? I mean, you have the expert from NOAA on the show You have the expert from NOAA tell you about the hurricane, and then you tell the expert he's wrong because he doesn't regurgitate your political narrative. And furthermore, doesn't CNN have something better to do? Couldn't they be maybe informing the public of ways that they could protect themselves? They may have ran a segment on that. Most news outlets would run a segment on it. But that should be where your main coverage is. Helping people to get access to information about the storm, where it's going, where it's headed, even if it's not headed in your direction, precautions you can take to prepare, whether you should leave, whether you should stay. Instead of that, Don Lemon is like, no, this hurricane is really bad because of climate change. Yeah, you might be in the direct path of the hurricane, the most intense part of the storm. Your house is probably going to be blown away. But look, it's because you don't have an electric car. I heard this clip from Joe Biden, and I honestly don't, I can't, I can't imagine that this is real, but I mean, it's, it's a real clip. I just can't, I can't come to terms that this is reality. Take a listen to what Joe Biden said about the hurricane. It's about as absurd as the hurricane's going to hit you, blow your house away, and that's your fault. You didn't buy an electric car. Joe Biden says something real similar to that. Take a listen. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Oh, you heard that right. And by the way, he's reading that from a script. If you live in Florida, 
the Gulf Coast, somewhere where hurricanes tend to hit a lot. The best thing you can do is not buy food and make sure you have some water. Fill up your bathtub and your sinks in case you don't have access to water for a couple of days. Uh, make sure you got batteries and make sure you got flashlights and make sure you maybe you have a life vest. I don't know. Maybe make sure you have some survival equipment. No, the best thing you can do is before the storm hits, go down to CVS, go down to Walgreens, roll up your sleeve and get a vaccine. Because once you get a vaccine, and then after you get the vaccine, go down and purchase a Tesla. Once you've done those two things, the hurricanes just disappear. Who knew we could have stopped the destruction of all these hurricanes? Hurricane Andrew, for example, would never have happened if you just would have bought an electric car and gotten a vaccine. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. Take a listen again. It's it's one of the most absurd things. I th- and it's every day it gets worse. It's more absurd. One of the most absurd things I've ever heard. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Everything's more complicated. Everything's more complicated. I I, I honestly, I I don't really have anything to add to that. I think that speaks for itself. But let me go back to Don Lemon for a second. Don Lemon says, no, Mr. Science, Noah guy, you're wrong. I'm from Florida. They're getting worse. Something's making them worse. Okay, well, here's the deal. I'm also from Florida. I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is just on the other side of the bay from Tampa, which is supposed to have the worst hurricane in 100 years. I grew up in St. Pete. And where I grew up in St. Pete, very close to the west of um, that little tiny peninsula finger that we call St. Petersburg, I was about, if there wasn't traffic, 15 minutes from St. Pete Beach, 15 minutes from Treasure Island. I had a friend that lived in Treasure Island. For those of you who don't know, St. Pete is a peninsula. Florida's a peninsula. So St. Pete's a peninsula on a peninsula. You go out to St. Pete Beach, you go out to Treasure Island area or any of those different parts of the West or East Coast, particularly on the West Coast. You go to St. Pete Beach, drive up and down St. Pete Beach. You're going to see that there are a lot of areas where there's these big houses. A lot of these big houses are built on artificial land. So let's rewind. Florida is a peninsula. It's in the ocean. St. Pete is a peninsula on a peninsula. And then when you go out to St. Pete Beach, St. Pete Beach is basically land that's on a peninsula on a peninsula in the middle of the ocean, and then they build artificial land on top of that land that's already in the ocean, and then they build multi-million dollar homes on it. You get the picture? So when a hurricane strikes, or when you have a really nasty storm and there might be some flooding because your house is literally built in the ocean, they say that the damage is devastating. Millions of dollars in damage. But here's the kicker. It could have been one house. Let's use this as an example. Let's say you have one house. This house is worth $10 million. And then that house is surrounded by just a bunch of shacks. If a hurricane approaches your house and your house is destroyed, that's $10 million in damage. Little shacks next to your house could have been blown away, but they don't cost anything. You made that with scrap metal and wood and stuff you found at a junkyard. There's no value to that. So... $10 million of destruction 
And you kind of assume, well, that must have destroyed a lot of stuff. Well, it just destroyed one house. Now, if he didn't have the $10 million house, he just had a bunch of shacks. They had no value to them, and they got blown away. Well, that's okay. That's why you see these island nations that get hit by hurricanes, and yet totally devastating. But some of these places, they already live in shacks, so the, dev- the devastation, the damage is not as severe as a less severe storm hitting an extremely populated, wealthy area of Florida. So they pick certain words and they pick certain dates and they pick certain economic factors to make the hurricane seem either more intense or as a result of climate change or that it's more destructive when it's actually not. The 1921 hurricane had an 11 feet 11-foot storm surge. I can go on NOAA's website, NOAA.gov, and I can find storm surges that were higher than that. I can find storm surges that were higher than that that hit Florida. Doesn't matter. New York Times says this is the worst hurricane in 100 years to hit Tampa. 155-mile-per-hour winds, the Orlando Sentinel says, but here's a hurricane that hit Florida. Very similar path. Hurricane Wilma in 2005. You know how fast the wind speeds were? 30 additional miles per hour. 185 mile per hour winds. Wilma was, by how we define intensity, Wilma was more intense based on wind speed than Ian. And yet they're saying no. Ian is more intense than Wilma. I mean, remember the hurricane that sucked all the water out of Tampa Bay. You could walk out in the bay. There where the Howard Franklin and the Courtney Campbell bridges are. You could walk out in the bay. Remember that hurricane? Hurricane Irma, I believe it was. Super strong, super intense hurricane. Sucked the water out of the bay. And we heard these stories, which, you know, I think they're logical to inform the public that, hey, this is dangerous. Don't walk out there. The water could come back at any time and you're going to drown. But they predicted these huge storm surges in Tampa and nothing happened. A friend of mine lives just northeast of Tampa. Uh, He's an author. He's been on the show before, actually. And I asked him what happened when Hurricane Irma came through. He said, I got like an inch of rain and some branches fell off a tree. So again, they're picking certain dates. They're picking certain parameters. And they're saying, well, uh, it's worse because of climate change. And even Noah says, you, you can't say that. You, you can't say that this storm was made worse by climate change. There's no evidence of that. It's an arbitrary thing. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. When we come back from break, more about Hurricane Ian. And then we'll get into the pipelines and some other stuff similarly related right here on The Secret Teachings. You don't want to miss it. A lot of good information tonight. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. I hope that you'll check out my new book, Liberty Shrugged. I wrote Liberty Shrugged to provide historical context and to dispel many of the myths that we learn about in American history. Inside the nearly 700-page book, you'll learn about meritocracy, the differences between civil liberties and civil rights, and how Western civilization didn't start slavery, 
but ended it as an institution that had existed for thousands of years. How many of the founding fathers did indeed own slaves, but what was peculiar about this was that these men would fight to end the institution for a variety of reasons. We look at the real causes of the American Revolution and the American Civil War. We prove without a doubt that slavery was in no way, shape, or form the cause of current socioeconomic issues which affect all people regardless of their color. In other words, this book dispels countless divisive social, cultural, and historical myths in an attempt to objectively find humble gratefulness in the American experience. Get your copy of Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. This is David Icke from davidike.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings, segment number two tonight. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. Hurricane Ian striking the state of Florida, my home state, bringing with it 155 mile per hour winds. For some reason, Don Lemon on CNN thinks that because he grew up there, he knows more than Noah, who is tracking the storm. He knows more than the scientists that are tracking the storm. He says, because I grew up there, these storms are intensifying. I beg to differ, Don Lemon, because I grew up there. I remember huddling in the hallway, hoping the skylight doesn't bust or the roof gets ripped off. I remember living and being uh, in the middle of an eye, feeling the eye wall of the storm, going out in the middle of uh, right as the storm is intensifying, then it stops, and you think everything's fine. And you're in the eye of the storm. And then the winds pick up again and things start blowing around again. I've been in all that. I've been in category uh, three, category, uh, pretty sure I've been in at least one category four. I lived through all of that. And I remember that those storms are pretty intense. I mean, even a category one or two can be devastating. But the question is, what makes it devastating? What do we base our 
our statements on. Okay, to say that a hurricane is the worst ever, well, the worst for what? Wind speed sustainability, pressure, storm surge, economic destruction. I mean, all these things matter. Hurricane Wilma took a very similar path in 2005 to Hurricane Ian. Winds were estimated to be about 185 miles per hour. That's 30 MPH higher than Hurricane Ian. And it took almost the exact same path when you look at the map provided by NOAA. And I'm looking at the NOAA.gov website. I looked up some old hurricanes to compare them. So that's wind speed. Hurricane Wilma in 2005 had higher winds than Hurricane Ian. And I could set and just do an entire show based on these past storms and go through the, the different various points and the statistical data. And, and we, could, uh, we could see, it would be a boring show, but we, we would be able to see that uh, these storms are no more intense today than they were 15 years ago, 20 years ago, or 100 years ago. So the New York Times even says that a major hurricane has not hit Tampa for more than 100 years. Well, Hurricane Ian isn't even hitting Tampa. Yes, Hurricane Ian is going to affect Tampa. Tampa is going to be north of the eye wall. But that's, that's, that, that becomes the, the issue here is like, well, where the eye wall, where the eye makes landfall, that's where the storm is hitting. Even though the entire state of Florida up into Georgia, Georgia has hurricane warnings, watches, it covers the whole state. It's it's a massive, massive, massive storm. So the hurricane hits where the eye wall hits. It makes landfall. That's where it hits. But yeah, it's still going to affect places like Tampa. It could slightly change course, but once it's over land, it de-intensifies, still going to be very strong. And it might make its way a little bit up toward Tampa, but it's it's likely going to go completely over Northport up toward just south and we're talking about the eye just south, uh, looks like southeast of Lakeland and uh, they projected that it's probably going to go up toward Jacksonville maybe Savannah area, Georgia and maybe even go back out into the ocean we, we don't know, they, don't, they have no clue I, I was watching the Weather Channel and they had, the, I remember watching this as a kid they have the, the, the graphs and the charts right? And they've got the, the CG projections and computer models. And all that's great. You can, you can you know, based on previous storms and we get more data, we can sort of project where they're going to go. But generally speaking, we have no idea. I remember Hurricane Jean. Hurricane Jean set out in the Atlantic, did a circle. It literally did like a loop before it made landfall. They have no, that wasn't in the projection. They have no clue. Things can change. There really are weather changes climatic changes but noah says you can't say it's unscientific it's unfounded that hurricane ian is a category at the time this was aired this clip i played for you the bottom of cnn says florida braces for direct hit as category three hurricane grows stronger and then when I woke up this morning, it was a Category 4. So this was only a Category 3 when Don Lemon said, this storm is so intense because of climate change, and Noah said, no. Take a listen to this exchange again. Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? 
We, we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico, but I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. So this. Storm- okay. So, so let's let's try to understand what we're watching here, what we're listening to here. This was when Hurricane Ian was a Category Three. It's a Category Four today. And I didn't tell you this earlier. I just said this was a representative from NOAA. This is Jamie Rome the acting director of NOAA's National Hurricane Center. The director of NOAA's Hurricane Center, the expert, and I don't always trust experts, but when they sound logical, when they actually use science and their brain, I'll trust the expert. Even if you don't trust the expert, that's fine. But listen to what this exchange is actually projecting it's projecting the idea don lemon is saying it doesn't matter what the science says i grew up there this storm is worse so why have the expert on at all you're don lemon you just want the guy to agree with you but when the NOAA national hurricane center director says no you can't that's not really responsible to say that the hurricane was caused by climate change don lemon's like no i grew up there it's more intense I mean, the conceit, the arrogance, the, the, the lack of, of literacy of all kinds, scientific literacy, the lack of class. Don Lemon is a class A piece of trash. And this is a perfect example of why nobody trusts the media. And this guy, Jamie Rahm, the acting director of NOAA's National Hurricane Center, seems like a logical, reasonable guy. Maybe he says the cumulative effects of climate change could affect these storms, but you can't say that this particular storm was intensified because of climate change. If you lived in Florida, Don Lemon, you would know that storms intensify because of the warm waters of the Gulf of Mexico. They don't rapidly intensify because of climate change. It's been this way for as long as I can remember, longer than I've been alive, It's been this way since, well, at least before October 1921, when the Tampa Tarpon Springs hurricane made landfall at 120 mile per hour winds. Category three storm, we would have called it today based on the uh, Saffir Simpson wind scale. So here's what we have with Hurricane Ian. While CNN, and they, they very well may have put up these talking points or these uh, recommendations rather than CNN constantly like some local news stations do helping their viewers, especially those in Florida to understand 
what is happening, where the storm is, and where they should go, if they should make precautions, to tell them, I don't know, buy some candles, you know, buy some food, buy some water. Rather than informing their listeners constantly, this is what you should be doing, this is where the storm is. Not to scare them, but to inform people. Instead of doing that, Don Lemon says, let's get this expert from Nell on. He'll tell us that the hurricane's worse because of climate change. And then Jamie Rum, funny enough, he says, no, actually, you can't say that. That's not, that's just, that's ludicrous. And Don Lemon's like, well, you're wrong, expert hurricane, expert from NOAA, the experts on hurricanes. You're wrong because I'm Don Lemon and I lived in Florida and I know this storm, not even storms in general. These storms, all these new storms are getting more intense. Which is funny because if you lived in Florida then, you wouldn't know. If you don't live in Florida now, how do you know the storms are getting more intense? You're getting your data from NOAA that you just said they're, they're wrong because you lived in. That doesn't make any sense. I lived in Florida, too. You want to see the area I lived in? Uh, type in Northside Christian School. I went to that school. My house was literally on the other side of the waste reclamation plant. Smelt really bad sometimes, but that, that was the general area I lived in. And um, St. Pete Beach, Treasure Island, 15, 20-minute drive, I guess, depending on traffic. So I experienced so many hurricanes, I can't even recall all of them. Plus, I was, I was at some points really young. I don't probably remember some that I, I had experienced as a little kid. But I remember even being uh, in middle school and uh, experiencing hurricanes. I remember going into the hallway with a radio, and you got like a bed and, or like a mattress, and you got blankets and pillows and hoping the roof doesn't get ripped off. Luckily, that never happened. But I've, I've seen hurricanes. I've been in hurricanes too. And it doesn't matter whether it's climate change or it's, you know, the, the, whatever the cause of the storms are, whatever you want to claim that it is, suddenly everything is climate change. Um, they're devastating or at least potentially devastating. And they could be devastating for a few thousand people and a few thousand other people living relatively close by might not experience the same level of destruction and damage, same level of devastation. Part of the problem is we're picking certain dates, we're picking certain parameters, the pressure, the, the, the wind speed, the, the uh, amount of coastal water rise, the storm surge. These are all different factors that could be used. So let's say you have... Storm A, okay, we have Storm A. Storm A has higher winds than Storm B. Storm B hit five years ago. Storm A is hitting right now. Storm A has higher winds than B, so this is the strongest hurricane we've had in this many years. But the pressure might be lower. The coastal water rise might be lower. But let's, let's get rid of the wind speed as a factor. Let's just say it was a storm surge of 20 feet. But the storm that hit five years ago, Storm B, has a storm surge of, let's say, 10 feet. Well, because the storm surge is higher in this current storm, it's the most intense storm ever, even if the wind speeds are actually lower than five years ago when this other storm hit. So if you think about it, you'll recognize that they're clearly cherry-picking the data to make one or another hurricane seem more intense. And then we get to the point where it's just the storm itself. It doesn't matter what the parameters are, what the storm surge is, what the wind speed is. It's just the worst ever. It's always the worst ever. I mean, the Orlando Sentinel ran this headline. 
Near Cat 5 Hurricane Ian with 155 mile per hour winds to strike Florida today. Carve way up Orlando. I mean, just the type of language, carve, it's going to carve Florida up. But again, it's a Category 4, not a Category 5. It's a true statement that it's a near Cat 5, but it's not a Category 5. It's kind of like what George Carlin said about planes. It's like they, it was a near, a near miss. It's like, no, a near, a near miss is two planes that collide. Look, they nearly missed each other. It's a near hit. It's a near hit. A near Cat 5 is not a Cat 5. A near Cat 5 is a Cat 4. So they are scaring people unnecessarily. Don Lemon is telling his audience, don't trust the hurricane expert. Trust me because I'm Don Lemon. I have dark skin. I grew up in Florida. So I know that this particular hurricane hitting a state that I no longer live in is worse than the other ones that I may have experienced in the past. I'm telling you, I lived in Florida. I've went through these hurricanes. They're all intense. And again, a part of the problem is we base our hurricane um, destruction at the end of the day on whether or not properties were damaged or destroyed. I mean, if a hurricane just blew across the state of Florida and nobody lived there, we wouldn't care. There'd be no destruction or devastation. But since Florida is a very populated state, because Florida is in, in large part, uh, it's in the water and it's it has water all throughout it, big lakes. I mean, Florida is basically just an island, almost just it's a peninsula, but it's almost, some parts of it are an island. You get out to the coasts and you find like St. Pete Beach is pretty much an island. You, you find these little areas, I mean, down where the, the, the current hurricane is is striking, let's call it you know, around uh, Cape Coral or around Northport. Um, it's it's based, it, you, you live in the ocean. So if a hurricane destroys, I mean, we could use, a, let's use a couple of examples. If you have five houses today that are all worth a million dollars and a hurricane, it has same wind speed, same pressure, it has the same everything. And it destroys those five houses. That's $5 million worth of damage. But let's rewind. Same hurricane, same wind speed, same pressure, same storm surge. Everything's the same. A hundred years ago, five homes. But those homes are only worth, let's say, $100,000. Those homes are destroyed. So the damage a hundred years ago would have been 500000 Today, it would be $5 million. Same homes, same storm. And then they can say the damage from hurricanes is worse than it ever has been. It's increased from $500,000 to $5 million. But that's because of the value we assign to the property. That's because of economic factors. It's not because the storm is more intense. It's the same exact storm. But you could say that the destruction is worse because of the value we place on those homes, that property and the things we have in those homes being destroyed by the winds, being destroyed by the storm surge, et cetera, whatever it is. That's how they manufacture a perception of reality. Besides, Hurricane Wilma in 2005 took almost the exact same path as Hurricane Ian, and the winds were 
at least 30 miles per hour more. Now, not the entire time, but 185 mile per hour sustained winds. This is according to NOAA's website. So that hurricane had stronger winds than what is currently over the state of Florida. And yet this hurricane is the worst ever, even though it's hitting in the same place with less intense winds. This is the worst hurricane to hit Florida or to hit Tampa, the New York Times says, in about 100 years. Although they missed 17 years ago when Wilma hit Florida with higher wind speeds. And I mean, it would be boring, but I could sit here and go down through the the list of them. I could go down through the list of all these storms that have hit Florida. And we could do we could just do a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of statistical analysis. Here's Hurricane Jean. Remember Hurricane Jean did that loop out in the ocean, then hit the east coast of Florida. Wasn't a very strong hurricane. So many hurricanes. Hurricane Francis, 2004. Remember that one? Category four. That was a pretty strong storm. But, you know, at what point are we measuring the storm? Here's Hurricane Charlie in 2004. I was living there for that. At what point are we measuring the storm, though? Because you could measure the storm yesterday. It's category three. Today, it's a category four. Some storms intensify to three or four, and then they de-intensify. And they will de-intensify as soon as they hit land. So when you put all this together, you realize that the only thing you can do to prepare for these storms, well, I'll let Joe Biden tell you, the best thing you can do to prepare for these storms, it's not getting supplies. It's, well. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Okay, so don't buy water, don't buy food, don't buy candles, don't buy lighters, don't buy anything you need to survive Just make sure that you get vaccinated. And if you'd get vaccinated, the hurricane would go away. So process that for just a moment. Try not to lose consciousness. It'll be pretty difficult. The president of the United States just told you that the best way to prepare for this hurricane is to get a vaccine. People say clown world. This isn't clown world. This is an upside down alternate reality. Get vaccinated. I mean, it's like a sketch show. But it's not funny because they're serious. Get vaccinated. I mean, is that video even real? I can't believe that vi- that, that video is real. And, and the worst part is perhaps he has to read even that statement off of a piece of paper. But again, if you get vaccinated, the hurricane goes away. And likewise, if you would just buy an electric car, the hurricane would go away. Does that sound stupid? Does that sound crazy? Well, Jean-Pierre, the press secretary for the White House, said something pretty similar about the Nord Stream pipelines. Take a listen to this. And we have said this many times before. This just drives home the importance of our efforts to work together to get alternative gas uh, supplies to Europe and to support efforts to reduce gas uh, consumption and accelerate true energy independence by moving to clean energy uh, economy. Okay, so 
Don't use natural gas. Don't use oil. It blew up too bad. Oops, accidental. We didn't we didn't know what happened. Although you'll find out in the second they were planning this, admittedly, in their own words. But we could just get an electric car and then we don't have to worry about gas prices, says Pete, Mayor Pete. We could just get an electric car, then we don't have to worry about the sabotage and terrorism blowing up these pipelines. Doesn't affect us directly here in the United States, but it it does affect us indirectly, especially considering the fact that, well, let me just let you listen to what Joe Biden said about the Nord Stream pipelines. Take a listen to this. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, but how will you how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. I promise you we'll be able to do that. Now, that was earlier this year. If Russia invades Ukraine, we will bring an end to the Nord Stream pipelines. Now, how is it, especially because it is in Germany's control, how is it the president of the United States can guarantee that we will do something to these pipelines if Russia invades Ukraine? Maybe that was just a Freudian slip. Maybe it was just Joe Biden being Joe Biden. But then again, there is also Victoria Newland. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Okay, so you have Victoria Newland and you have Joe Biden. Both of them are telling you that if Russia invades Ukraine, There will no longer be Nord Stream pipelines. So you have the Undersecretary of State and the President of the United States. And then you have Jean-Pierre from the White House press secretary telling you, well, I mean, these pipelines weren't even carrying gas at the moment. And, you know, it's Russia's war on energy and it's Putin's war and just buy an electric car. Tone deafness would be one way to describe it, but it's not tone deafness. It's intentional sabotage of the energy systems just like the intentional sabotage of the food systems. And we've had dozens of food manufacturing and processing plants from meat and fruit and vegetables to oil and vinegar, honey, chips, and other types of snacks. Go up in flames, be hit by planes, or simply explode. And while the pipeline was being sabotaged, according to even NPR reported this, Two undersea leaks that began in the Russian-owned Nord Stream gas pipelines on Monday were likely caused by powerful underwater explosions, according to Swedish and Danish seismographic data. Conveniently, very conveniently, back in June, the Baltops exercise was underway with the U.S. Navy 6th Fleet partnered with U.S. Navy Research and Warfare Centers to bring the latest advancements in unmanned water, uh, underwater vehicle mine hunting technology to the Baltic Sea. Where did they run this exercise? Right there where the pipelines are, not too far from them. And then coincidentally, the same day as the pipelines are sabotaged, lucky 
for Poland and Norway as they opened a new gas pipeline, which delivers gas to the same area roughly where these Nord Stream pipelines were delivering gas. Convenient? Coincidence? I don't think so. Also, funny enough, on September 25th, just a few days ago, did you see the video of smoke pouring out of Paris, filling the air? Well, apparently, world's largest produce market, according to the Evening Standard, oops, it caught on fire and a lot of stuff burned. I guess it's just more coincidence, isn't it? More coincidence. Happens all at the same time. And by the way, if you don't want to experience a hurricane, get vaccinated, get an electric car, and you won't have to worry about gas prices or Nord Stream or any of this stuff. I mean, I I, I think we are far off the edge. And if we look down like a cartoon, we're going to realize there's nothing beneath us and the whole thing's going to collapse. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. More about Nord Stream, more about the hurricane in Florida coming up after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info i hope that you'll check out my new book liberty shrugged i wrote liberty shrugged to provide historical context and to dispel many of the myths that we learn about in american history inside the nearly 700 page book you'll learn about meritocracy the differences between civil liberties and civil rights, and how Western civilization didn't start slavery, but ended it as an institution that had existed for thousands of years. How many of the founding fathers did indeed own slaves, but what was peculiar about this was that these men would fight to end the institution for a variety of reasons. We look at the real causes of the American Revolution and the American Civil War. We prove without a doubt that slavery was in no way, shape, or form the cause of current socioeconomic issues which affect all people regardless of their color. In other words, this book dispels countless divisive social, cultural, and historical myths in an attempt to objectively find humble gratefulness in the American experience. Get your copy of Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. 
or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero. And call up to the follow back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. You can tune into the show Monday through Friday. New episodes, GroundZero.radio, Aftermath FM, the app. Right after Ground Zero with Clyde is over. I know some of you stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. I really appreciate that. Thank you for staying up late with us. If you're listening in the free archive, Thank you for tuning into the show as well. And in the subscription archive, I really appreciate your support. It does keep us on air. I always say that, and it's true. And people keep subscribing or buying books, so it allows us to continue to do what we do here on the show. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight, we've been discussing Hurricane Ian and some previous hurricanes to have struck my home state of Florida. We've also slightly touched on the Nord Stream pipelines, the potential sabotage, the potential act of terrorism carried out by some nation, some group of individuals, some agency. You know that the German magazine Spiegel said that the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency had recently warned Berlin, which is in control of these pipelines, that's where the gas is flowing to, about the increasing signs of a possible planned attack on the Nord Stream pipeline system, very similar to 9-11. Germany was one of the countries that warned the United States, hey, there might be an attack on the World Trade Centers. Now, seismologists suspect explosions damage the undersea pipelines. And I want to be very clear and objective about this. That doesn't mean they were bombs. The pipelines depressurized. Maybe they exploded naturally. However, my good sense of reasoning says, I don't believe in that coincidence. You might say, how is that a coincidence if they depressurized seemingly randomly? Well, that would be the question, right? If it was seemingly random. But here's the issue. When those pipelines depressurized and seismologists said, we have indication that there are large blasts that blew the pipelines open. So you have all this gas in the Baltic Sea, all this gas rising into the atmosphere. So much for greenhouse gases. They don't care too much about blowing up a pipeline. Well, according to Euronews, Let me read you the headline. Baltic Pipeline. 
Norway-Poland gas pipeline opens in key move to cut dependency on Russia. Leaders from Poland, Norway, and Denmark have attended the ceremony to mark the opening of the new Baltic pipe, a key stage in the drive to wean Poland and Europe off Russian gas. The pipeline will transport natural gas from the Norwegian shelf via Denmark and through the Baltic Sea to Poland. It is the centerpiece of a Polish strategy to diversify away from Russia that began years before Moscow's February invasion of Ukraine triggered a global energy crisis. No, it didn't trigger a global energy crisis. Sanctions triggered a global energy crisis. Human policy, political policy triggered a global energy crisis. Corporations working with government, fascism, crony capitalism, and communist ideology run through the World Economic Forum. That created and triggered a global energy crisis. The flow from Norway along uh, the flows from Norway along with supplies via liquefied gas terminals are central to Poland's plan to become more energy independent. The country was cut off from Russia gas supplies in April, allegedly for refusing to pay in rubles. Now, this is from Euronews, and this is a big story. And there's a couple of other headlines, major publications that mention that Norway and Poland just opened a gas pipeline the same day that the Nord Stream pipelines blew up. Now, I don't know about you, but you'd have to do some fancy mental footwork to get around this. You know what? It's like it's like that. You ever seen that movie? Um, I think it was Ocean's 12. And. uh the other thief is like trying, he's like dancing his way through the laser grid. That is actual video of people looking at the Nord Stream pipelines being blown up on the same day that Norway and Poland opened a gas pipeline specifically to become more energy independent from Russia. Particularly, it's a gas pipeline. The sa- it's the same exact thing, that same exact day. And people are just like bending through the late, they put the headphones in, you know, they got the music playing. He just like bends and twists and turns and goes down low and then up high and then moves back and around and just getting through those laser beams. You get to the other side and you're like, no, it's totally coincidental. Totally coincidental. Oops. Doesn't matter if the Germans said that the US CIA warned Berlin about the possible attack on Nord Stream, the pipeline system. There's two of them. It doesn't matter if on the same day that there was an explosion that registered on seismographs that some believe was a deliberate explosion, not just a random or seemingly random depressurization of the of the pipeline because they still had gas in them, although they weren't transporting that gas uh, uh, at the at the moment at the time. Uh, It doesn't matter if Russia had zero reason to blow the pipelines up. Why would Russia blow the pipelines up? The, 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 the gas was already halted. Reportedly, neither line was, was actively supplying gas. So why would Russia blow up their own pipeline? That doesn't make any sense. But who had the motivation to do it? Putin certainly didn't have the motivation to do it. That makes no sense. Perhaps there are other players who had motivation to blow up 
those pipelines. Let me play you some of the individuals who might have had maybe some reason to blow up those pipelines. In fact, not just a reason. They had premeditated reason. Victoria Nuland, Undersecretary of State, and Joe Biden, the President of the United States, said if Russia invades Ukraine earlier this year, we will take out the Nord Stream pipelines. Take a listen to Victoria Nuland. Um, With regard to Nord Stream 2, Uh, We continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Will not move forward. Okay, well, maybe that's not as threatening to what Joe Biden said, but take a listen to what the president said. It's very similar to Victoria Nuland. They're obviously working in concert with each other. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Now listen to the other question that comes up. She says this lady asks, but but like what? How are you going to do that? It's in Germany's control. But, but how will you how will you do that? <laughs> exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. We'll be able to do it. I promise you, we'll be able to do it. No specifics. No specifics. Well, remember 9-11? You're not supposed to ever forget. So if you don't remember it, you're a bad citizen. But remember 9-11? Remember the white vans that were going in and out of the towers? Kind of like the first World Trade Center bombing in the 90s. You know, where the FBI was involved with the terrorist and they were supplying him with the material. You know, remember that, all that stuff. So these white vans were going in and out of the World Trade Center complex. Remember the owner of the, of, of the towers, uh, Mr. Silverstein, he had a problem with uh, asbestos and other things in the building, and they were trying to remove that, and it was going to cost a lot of money. And uh, remember also that uh, they were doing elevator work in the building, and um, maybe all that's coincidental, I don't know. But there were white vans going in and out, and that was a thing for a while. We heard about the white vans because those same white vans were also carrying terrorists remember we got the report about one of the white vans carrying a group of terrorists and they were going to blow up one of the bridges that was reported in the news remember those guys from israel the mossad agents that went back to israel and went on tv and said that they were there to document the event the five dancing uh, israelis remember that story that was a that was a news headline five dancing israelis so the white vans were more than just coincidental on 9-11. But anyway, the white vans, I'm getting off topic here. The, uh, the white vans that were supposedly going in and out of the building, we saw some of the video footage of that, and we, we wondered, uh, what, what could they have done? Maybe they were planting explosives or something like that. Just, just that same idea. I don't know. Just that same idea presented itself with the Nord Stream pipelines because Ball Tops 22 a perfect opportunity for research and resting new technology. Sea Power Magazine, June 14th. 
A significant focus of BALTOPS every year is the demonstration of NATO mine hunting capabilities. This year, 2022, the U.S. Navy continues to use the exercise as an opportunity to test emerging technology. In support of BALTOPS, U.S. Navy 6th Fleet partnered with U.S. Navy Research and Warfare Centers to bring the latest advancements in unmanned underwater vehicle mine hunting technology to the Baltic Sea to demonstrate the vehicle's effectiveness and operational scenarios. So, let me try to put this into perspective for you because it's truly a mind-blowing series of events. Earlier this year, before the quote-unquote invasion of Ukraine, President of the United States Joe Biden said, if Russia invades Ukraine, although he started to say if Germany invades Ukraine because he doesn't know where he's at, if Russia invades Ukraine, there will no longer be a Nord Stream pipeline, one or two. We're going to make sure that we get rid of those pipelines. Take a listen again to Joe Biden. Then I'll play you Victoria Newland. Then I'll play you the current response by Jean-Pierre of the White House, the press secretary. And then we're going to put all of this into context. Earlier, before the Russians invaded Ukraine, here's what the president of the United States said. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. We'll be able to do it. Now, Victoria Nuland, the Undersecretary of State, said something very similar to President Joe Biden prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Take a listen. Um, With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. All right, so Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. So, yes, at the moment, these pipelines were not carrying gas. Reportedly, they were still filled with gas, and when that gas depressurized, they knew that something was up. So according to NPR and others, two undersea leaks that began in the Russian-owned Nord Stream gas pipelines on Monday were likely caused by powerful underwater explosions, according to Swedish and Danish seismographic data. It is, quote, very clear from the seismic record that these are blasts, end quote, says Bjorn Lund, director of the Swedish National Seismic Network at Uppsala University. That's what he told NPR. Quote, these are not earthquakes. They are not landslides underwater, end quote. German and Danish officials said both the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines showed sudden loss of pressure late Monday, which they said could only be caused by a leak from large holes in the pipeline. In other words, what are the chances of both pipelines springing leaks and depressurizing around the same time, on the same day, the same day that coincidentally a new Baltic pipeline was opened, Norway-Poland gas pipeline opens and key move to cut dependency on Russia. 
Joe Biden says we're going to stop the Nord Stream pipelines, particularly Nord Stream 2. Victoria Nuland says we're going to stop the Nord Stream pipelines, particularly Nord Stream 2, if Russia invades Ukraine. But something else happened in the middle of those statements, the invasion of Ukraine, and what just happened on Monday that we heard reports about yesterday on Tuesday. According to Sea Power Magazine, mid-June of this year, a U.S. Navy exercise, part of a NATO mine hunting exercise, took place in the Baltic Sea, right around the area of those Nord Stream pipelines. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that Joe Biden was responsible for the depressurizing of these pipelines or Victoria Newland. I'm saying that Joe Biden and Victoria Newland said, and I played you the clips a couple of times, that if Russia invades Ukraine, something bad is going to happen to these pipelines. Then Russia invades Ukraine. A few months after that, we hear about an exercise in the area of those pipelines. The U.S. Navy. And they go and they are searching for information on new technologies. Unmanned underwater vehicle mine hunting technology. Could have easily planted explosives on those pipelines considering that this exercise was run in the same area of the pipelines. So the threats from Newland and Biden, the invasion, then this exercise by the U.S. Navy in that area, then German magazine Spiegel says that the U.S. CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, warned Berlin that there could be a planned attack on the Nord Stream pipeline system. And then... Boom, there's a series of explosions that depressurize the pipelines. And according to seismologists, these were not landslides or earthquakes. Both pipelines sprung leaks at the same time. That could only be caused by holes in the pipeline. They blew up. And then thank God that the Norwegians and the Polish had the foresight to open a new gas pipeline on the same day that the Nord Stream pipelines blew up. I don't know if I'm getting better at my job or if it's just becoming more obvious because the status quo and the system and the scientific technocrats and the psychopaths and the media that run various countries throughout the world, not every country is run by total psychopaths, but that run most of the countries in the world. Maybe they're just becoming more arrogant about it. Again, let's do it again. Another one. Joe Biden, Victoria Nuland said the pipelines would be taken out and dealt with if Russia invades Ukraine. Russia invades Ukraine. A few months later, the Navy conducts an exercise using unmanned underwater vehicles for mine hunting technology right in the area of the pipelines. Then... Germany says, and they're in control of the pipelines on their end, CIA warns Berlin about the increasing signs of a possible planned attack on the Nord Stream system. Then, 
this Monday, both pipelines depressurize. And according to seismologists, there was a powerful underwater series of explosions. It was not a landslide or earthquake. Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 showed sudden losses of pressure late Monday. Both of them, at the same time, losses of pressure. They had gas in them. Now that gas is leaking into the Baltic Sea and going into the atmosphere. And it just so happened to be at the same time that the Norwegians and the Polish opened up a new gas pipeline. If that's coincidental, if that's all just good luck, coincidental good luck, then I I think I'm going to quit radio. I don't think I'm going to do a show anymore. I'm either really good at my job, listeners like you, you're really good at recognizing this, or it's just become easier because the people that are in power, like Joe Biden, Victoria Nuland, tell us, hey, we're going to do something to those pipelines if Russia invades Ukraine. Oh, look, Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, look, a Navy exercise in the area of the pipelines. Oh, look, they both depressurized at the same time. Oh, look, they both blew up. Oh, look, the seismograph said it wasn't an earthquake or a landslide. Oh, look, Poland has a new pipeline. On the same day, it opened as the other two pipelines just exploded. Thanks, Poland. Thanks, Norway. If you think that's a coincidence, you might need to get a cognitive test. That's not a coincidence. It's also not a coincidence. Same day. A ban on natural gas appliances. California, this is announced. This is from The Hill. Natural gas combustion from residential and commercial buildings, they say makes up uh, about 5% of total nitrogen oxide emissions in the state, and 90% of these emissions result from space and water heating. So we're going to get rid of water heaters. We're going to get rid of natural gas appliances. We're not going to have those anymore because they're dangerous. We don't need natural gas anymore. At the same time, they're getting rid of, in the next 15 years, gasoline-powered cars, lawnmowers, weed eaters, etc. would be fine if we had some way to replace it. They tell you, look, at one point, most of the energy in California was all green. And, this, and, and, and then you read the article, and it's like, for four seconds. And then we went back to coal and gas and oil. So you don't have any infrastructure in place. You've been shutting down coal and gas and nuclear, which I'm not a fan of nuclear, And I mean, obviously, we're going to transition at some point. We don't use whale oil, whale fat anymore to light our homes in less than 100 years. In just a few years, we transition to something else because of human ingenuity, because of adaptation. We're going to eventually transition to something else. But if you just force us to transition to these so-called green energy systems, The technology isn't there, at least officially. So what are we supposed to do? Well, then we can't charge our electric car. We can't have heat in the winter. And we can't have air conditioning that cools the house in the summer. But Barack Obama can have a giant propane tank at his multi-million dollar estate. According to a report, From the German magazine Der Spiegel, the CIA warned Berlin about potential attacks on the gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. You know when they did that? 
about a week ago. They cited several people familiar with the matter, according to the publication, received in Berlin during the summer. Uh, This is according to uh, the German magazine, citing several people familiar with the matter. The publication reports that a tip from the U.S. spy agency was received in Berlin during the summer. And then, oops. Boom. They blow up. I mean, it's just so fascinating to me. I got to go through it again. Joe Biden, Victoria Newland, we're going to take out those pipelines if Russia invades Ukraine. Wait around a little bit. Oh, look, Russia invaded Ukraine. Wait around a little bit. Oh, look, the Navy's conducting an exercise, the U.S. Navy, in the area of the pipelines. Wait around a little bit. Oh, look, the CIA just warned Berlin there's going to be an attack on the pipelines. Wait around about five, six, seven days. Oh, look, both pipelines simultaneously sprung leaks. Oh, look, the seismograph said these were explosions. I could believe one, not both at the same time. Oh, look, Norway and Poland just opened up a new gas pipeline. Like, as soon as the explosions were recorded, Poland and Norway are like, ah, damn. Good thing we have another pipeline we're announcing right now is just opening. I mean, it's just like if you had like, uh, I don't know, just trying to think of a silly example off the top of my head. I don't know, you've got like two uh, competing coffee houses, okay? And they're both on the same corner. And they're both about ready to open. And you've had some suspicious people walking around trying to break in or trying to get into the basement of this this coffee house. And then like minutes before one of the coffee houses open, the other one explodes. And the owner of that coffee shop says, yeah, we, we were being we were we had death threats and we had, you know, People were threatening uh, us with bombs and and other coffee shops like, damn, we're so sorry to hear that. We're so sorry that your coffee shop got blown up. But hey, ours just opened today. Come over and grab a cup of Joe. It's just like, I don't know, the mafia sets your house on fire and then they drive by and they're like, oh, having some trouble. Need us to call 911. I don't think it could get much more obvious. We're going to blow it up. If Russia invades, okay, Russia invaded, send the Navy in. Okay, boom, boom. Good thing we have a backup that we just opened today, right when the other ones exploded. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's all just coincidental. Paris, smoke seen for miles as fire breaks out at world's largest produce market. September 25th. I guess that is just part of the long series of food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that have gone up in flames, exploded themselves, or been hit by planes. Several have been hit by planes. Those stories don't really make the news, though, do they? It's all just a coincidence. Nothing to see. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More on Nord Stream, Paris, and Hurricane Ian down in Florida. I'm Ryan Gable. Again, this is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. You're 
are listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. So it's taken months, but my new book, Liberty Shrugged, is finally available. Nearly 700 pages with archived images, it will leave you fascinated and wanting more. See, hatred for America and the Constitution is based on misconceptions of history and the rule of law. Charges of racism, sexism, and bigotry don't hold up to history and context. They stem from nullifiers who wanted to replace the Constitution and maintain hierarchy, as with the Confederate Constitution, which aimed to preserve the institution of slavery. But racism was not the foundation of that institution. It was a final justification to defend an institution which had existed forever and for which Western civilization and colonialism was actually taking steps to end. Africans and Arabs organized slave trading far exceeding anything in the Atlantic, and some continue to this day. Also, a woman's role in household duties was as systemic as a man's role in the legislature or on the battlefield. Indian tribes, when they weren't at war with one another, were choosing sides with the Europeans. See, we can't address history from the air-conditioned seats of a progressive university and pass judgments on men, women, and events that we know nothing about. My book, Liberty Shrugged, attempts to dispel countless historical, cultural, and social myths in order to find an objective understanding of history, the present, and the future. It's Liberty Shrugged at www.thesecretteachings.info. I hope you'll get a copy today for yourself, for your friends, for your family. I think you'll really enjoy it. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Tonight, we've broke down the storm in Florida. We've broke down the Nord Stream pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Briefly talked about the fire at the world's largest produce market in Paris. And now we're going to push all of these stories together to get a better understanding of not so much synchronicity or coincidence, but how all these world events seem to be advanced through media and politics in a very, very similar way. For example, Don Lemon was on TV on CNN, and he said that what was happening in Florida, because he grew up there, he says, what was happening in Florida was 
an intense hurricane that has been made more intense by climate change. He says, I grew up there. These storms are getting more intense. Something is making them more intense. Now he's interviewing, at the time, the acting director of, get this, NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, their National Hurricane Center. So this is, it's unbelievable. Jamie Rome, acting director, NOAA National Hurricane Center. And I guess Don Lemon wants him to just simply say, oh, yes, these storms are worse because of climate change. But he doesn't say that. He says, cumulatively, you might be able to find a, a connection between any storm, but you can't say climate change is responsible for this. And Don Lemon says, no, I'm the scientist. I'm the hurricane expert. I grew up in Florida, so this hurricane's more intense. Take a listen to this exchange. Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall. And that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall. And that should arrest development. You see Don Lemon's eye walls totally glazed over it. Don Lemon doesn't care what Jamie Rome, the acting director of NOAA's National Hurricane Center, is saying. Don Lemon's concerned about climate change. No response to what the expert actually says. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. It seems these storms are intensifying. What phenomenon? It's a hurricane. Stronger hurricanes, depending on the metric by which you measure them, have hit Florida and other parts of the United States for hundreds of years that we've recorded. So what is it about this hurricane that makes it more intense, that makes it a new phenomenon? It's a Category 3 when they're discussing this. Today it was a Category 4. It actually got stronger after they discussed this which, contrary to proving Don Lemon's point, actually proves the point of Jamie Rome, the acting director of NOAA's Hurricane Center, as he logically explains, and as if anybody, you know, anybody who's ever watched the Weather Channel or local news when there's a hurricane about to hit Florida, I grew up there too. I remember watching when they would explain that the water in the Gulf is warmer. So as the hurricane approaches the Gulf, it intensifies very quickly. And then if it hits Florida, which it a lot of times does, it dissipates very quickly. It has more time if it's going to go and hit Texas or New Orleans or something like that, but it gets into the Gulf, it intensifies quickly, then it hits Florida, then it de-intensifies. Yeah, that can cause a lot of damage, but it's not a new phenomenon. It's the same thing that's been happening for hundreds of years and long before humans ever started cataloging and, and writing this down. Plus, you can change the intensity of a storm by measuring the, the wind speed, the sustained wind speed, the storm surge, the, the pressure of the storm, the economic damage the storm causes. There's a lot of things that make a storm intense. So again, here's Don Lemon. He doesn't care about the eye wall. He cares about climate change.
What effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening? It's not a phenomenon. It seems these storms are intensifying. It's just not a phenomenon. It's just the same thing that always happens. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Don Lemon is one of the only people who, even though he has his mouth closed, he looks like a mouth breather. The guy doesn't care about what Noah has to say. Don Lemon says, no, I grew up there, and although I don't live there now, that storm is worse than anything I've ever seen before, because I grew up there. Okay, well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to in- intensify. So this storm is just, it's a massive one. Its effects are also being felt uh, in the southern part of Florida. What about the areas that, that may not be taking a direct hit or experiencing the storm surge, like on the west coast? How much will the rest of the state be impacted? So we'll just go talking point to talking point. You're wrong. You don't get to respond It's all because of climate change. I grew up there. I know. Well, I grew up in Florida, too. And I've been through hurricanes. Cat, two, three, four. Tropical storms. I've been through nasty thunderstorms that in some cases might even be worse, depending on where you're living, than if you got hit by a hurricane. Sometimes a storm can be particularly nasty. Tornadoes, water spouts, all kinds of things. And I grew up in St. Pete which is on the peninsula of Florida as a peninsula in the ocean. Part of the way that they catalog these storms is by saying that it's based on economic damage. So the example I gave earlier is if you have five houses that are worth a million dollars each today and all of them are destroyed by a hurricane, well, that's $5 million in damage. But the same houses and the same hurricane 100 years ago, let's say those houses cost uh, $100,000. Well, now it's only $500,000 of damage. So how do you quantify, how do you catalog, how do you justify saying, as the New York Times did, this is a major hurricane and one hasn't hit Tampa in more than 100 years? It's not even, and this was yesterday, it's not even hitting Tampa directly. But then again, the question is, what do we use as the defining character and content and definition to determine what exactly it means to hit Tampa or hit some other part of the state. Well, they base that on the eye wall where the eye wall makes landfall. That's where the storm makes landfall, even though the storm is enormous, like most of these hurricanes are, and it covers pretty much the whole state of Florida up into Georgia. I mean, I'm I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Georgia is going to uh, as of last night, they were under a uh, hurricane watch as well. And the eye wall is nowhere near Georgia, but the bands of rain stretch up into Georgia. It's a big hurricane. Most hurricanes are really big. They're going to intensify in warm water. This has always been the case. You go to Noah's website. Just one example I pulled out. Hurricane Wilma, 2005. Remember Hurricane Wilma? Hurricane Wilma had a stronger sustained wind speed, and it hit at roughly the same place as Hurricane Ian, and yet they're saying Hurricane Ian's the worst. And I just you should just save these articles, save these stories, because the next hurricane will be worse than Ian, and the next one will be worse than that one, and 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 that one. It's always worse, 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 worse. And when it's not worse, clearly, like, for example, if a Category 2 made its way 
into the Gulf of Mexico, and maybe it intensified to a Category 3, maybe. But if a, if, if a lower-intensity hurricane hit Florida, it would be like, okay, there's a hurricane, but um, let's move on to the next story because it doesn't fit the narrative. Totally manufactured. Oh, by the way, a paper has been published by the Global Warming Policy Foundation, written by William Kinnanmonth, a meteorologist and a former consultant to the World Meteorological Organization's Commission for Climatology. He's also former head of the Australian government's National Climate Center. Kenanmonth says that the oceans are the, quote, vital inertial and thermal flywheels of the climate system. If you want to control the climate, it's necessary to control the oceans. He says, quote, efforts to decarbonize in the hope of affecting global temperatures will be in vain. He published a paper, it's about 18 pages long, saying that tropical oceans have warmed recently, not as a result of additional atmospheric CO2, but likely because of reduction of heat as ocean currents have slowed. Just like the jet stream affects the weather, the ocean currents affect the temperatures of the oceans and the weather. Heat has been exchanged with the tropical atmosphere and transported by the winds to enhance northern polar warming. So he published this report. This is a top climate scientist and said that if you want to decarbonize the oceans, for example, in the hope of affecting global temperatures, that's going to be in vain because that won't affect the climate in the way that you think it's going to affect the climate. According to uh, the, the, the paper, he says Arctic warming has occurred predominantly during the cold winter half of the year when the surface is largely in darkness. It implies that this can only result from heat transport from warmer latitudes. He says that carbon dioxide concentrations make virtually no difference to the strength of the greenhouse gas effect. Don Lemon would tell him, no, you're wrong. I exhale carbon dioxide every day and it's poisonous. Totally made up, totally manufactured, totally fictitious. But I said that I was going to merge these different topics together tonight. So that is Don Lemon. That is Jamie Rome from Noah's Hurricane Center. The expert seems like a logical, reasonable, honest guy and just sits there and looks like he wants to shake his head. Is Don Lemon, the only guy in media that can literally have his mouth closed and still be a mouth breather. That's what he looks like. So... What do we do to prepare for this terrible, horrible, nasty, the most intense major hurricane ever recorded in the history of the universe? Well, Joe Biden's going to tell you what you can do. And pay attention, peasants. Joe Biden wants to tell you how you can save yourself from this climate change nightmare. All right? Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas... A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Oh, I thought buying candles and matches and lighters and food and water and maybe some sandbags and some plywood and some nails and a hammer, bringing all of our chairs and tables and cups and spoons and plates and toys in from outside so they don't blow away and damage somebody else's property or hurt somebody. 
I thought making sure our windows maybe were taped or some we used to do that. I thought doing those things were the ways to prepare for a hurricane, finding an evacuation route in an absolute emergency. Even if you're not supposed to be hit head on, what happens if you are? Should you stay put? Should you, should you evacuate? No, none of that is true. What you need to do is go get a vaccine. For hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. I wouldn't be surprised. I swear to God, I wouldn't be surprised if there were like CVSs or Walgreens that remained open during the storm, encouraging people to go out in the storm to get their vaccine. Uh, what? I got to play it again. I, I almost can't believe this is real. This is all over social media. Is this deep? Can someone tell Is this deep faked? It doesn't look like it. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas. Don't evacuate. A vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Everything is more complicated. Is that like when Ready.gov and FEMA said that in the event of nuclear war, in the event of the detonation of an atomic bomb, in the event of a very larger version of Hiroshima or Nagasaki, you should make sure that you wear your mask and social distance in the fallout shelter. It literally says that on ready.gov. Wear your mask and social distance in the fallout shelter. And that's pretty much the only advice they give to you. And Joe Biden says, listen, if you live in Florida, forget the plywood. Forget the hurricane insurance. Forget the candles and the food. And the, Who needs candles and food and water? Don't fill your bathtubs up with water to have extra water. Don't put plywood over you. What do you think that's going to do? You think that's going to pr protect your home from intense winds and projectiles that could break your window and you could get in? You think that's going to help? You people are so stupid. What you need to do is get a vaccine. Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Hey, that almost sounds like it could rhyme. Everything's more complicated when you're not vaccinated. Maybe they could get that Nina Jankowicz to do like a hurricane vaccine song. Everything is more complicated when you're not vaccinated. So get your vaccine today. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, hurricane Ian. I had no idea. I didn't know that the best way to prepare. I watched the Weather Channel for like an hour last night. Not one time did they mention in the middle of the storm surges and making sure that you evacuate in time. Not one time did they mention getting a vaccine. I mean, that's so almost that's almost so unbelievable that even if the White House said, yeah, he really said that and we believe that. I don't know if I'd believe he actually said that. It's so unbelievable. So as I said a few minutes ago, I said we're going to try to mix and match these things together. So again, Don Lemon says it doesn't matter what the hurricane expert from NOAA says. These storms are more intense because, well, I lived in Florida. And Joe Biden says, hey, if you get a vaccine, the hurricane's easier to deal with. Just get a vaccine. It's just make, it'll make it so much easier. Okay, well, now we have another clip of Joe Biden 
It's all going to come together. Joe Biden said a few months ago before Russia invaded Ukraine, I don't even like saying that because it's just like a talking point, but when Russia went in to protect its people in Ukraine and get rid of the bio labs and the Nazis and all that, uh, not that I'm on Russia's side, but Joe Biden said, we're going to get rid of those Nord Stream pipelines. So if Putin, you go into Ukraine, we're, we're taking those pipelines out. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. How will you do that, Mr. Biden? But, but how will you how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will. uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. So that's before the invasion. And now here's the Undersecretary of State, Victoria Nuland. Um, With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. So you have the Undersecretary of State and you have Dementia Man telling you that if Russia goes into Ukraine, we will not have a Nord Stream 2. We will not even have a Nord Stream 1. The Nord Stream pipelines are done. We're going to get rid of them. We're going to do something about it. So they say that before the invasion. Then we count down to the invasion. We have the invasion. And then sometime in mid-June, the U.S. Navy, partnering with U.S. Navy Research and Warfare Centers, go into the Baltic Sea, that's where those pipelines are located, and according to Sea Power Magazine, they conduct an exercise called Ball Tops, and no, I don't mean ball as in the demon, I'm sure people can be like, oh, it's ball, the ball. it means Baltic Sea, okay? Uh, Ball Tops 22, and they conduct research on unmanned underwater vehicle mine hunting technology with NATO. Then, Germany, big magazine, Der Spiegel, says the CIA has warned us that there could be a planned attack on the Nord Stream pipeline system. So they threaten it, then there's an invasion, then there's a naval exercise, then there's a threat warning and then according to npr i trust npr they they are one of the most trustworthy news sources npr says two undersea leaks began in the russian-owned Nord Stream pipeline monday caused by powerful underwater explosions that's according to swedish and danish seismographic data they say it was not earthquakes they are not landslides underwater late monday Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines showed sudden loss of pressure, which they said could only be caused by a leak from large holes in the pipelines. What are the chances of both pipelines springing leaks at the exact same time? Well, there isn't a chance of that unless they were blown up. So we have the threats, the invasion, the naval exercise, and then the warnings of a terrorist attack. And then we have the actual sabotage And then Norway and Poland says, hey, we actually have a pipeline and uh, it can carry gas to the same area. And good thing we announced it 
at the exact same time the pipeline exploded. Both pipelines. Euronews, September 27th. Leaders from Poland, Norway, Denmark have attended a ceremony to mark the opening of the new Baltic pipeline, a key stage in the drive to wean Poland and Europe off Russian gas. I mean, it's just like you're having the ceremony, new pipeline, and then in the background you just see an explosion. Oh, well, good thing we built this one. Good thing we we had a ceremony to open it at the exact moment that the other one exploded. All right, to be fair, it wasn't the exact moment. But in terms of time difference and the dates of these articles, the same day, I mean, even the same month would be conspiratorial. The same week would be conspir- the same day, almost at the same time. Are you kidding me? You ever seen that 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 TV show Invader Zim? I always I always think of this TV show Invader Zim. It's a little green alien, kind of stupid. He was sent to Earth to take it over, but he he can't do anything. And there's this there's this kid um, who is like he's into UFOs. His dad's a scientist, and he he knows that there are aliens, and he knows that Zim is an alien, but nobody believes him. They think he's crazy, a crazy conspiracy theorist. And there's a great scene. My one of my favorite episodes as a kid was the some of you might remember this. They had parent-teacher night, and Zim is an alien, doesn't have parents, so he made these robots. He takes these robots to the school, and clearly they're robots. They're rolling around on wheels, but the, 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 the general public there at the school, they're so stupid, they don't realize that Zim's parents are robots, even though they have wheels and they're clearly robots, and nobody notices that. And the other kid, the conspiracy kid, he's just like, he's like, I mean, obviously these parents are fake, and then... At, at some point in the episode, Zim decides to leave. So his parents, their legs <laughs> turn into rockets and they, 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 they launch out of the school and blow a hole in the roof and nobody looks at it. And, and, the, and the kid who knows that Zim is an alien, he's like, let me guess, nobody saw that, right? And he gets really upset and he throws his punch cup down on the floor. And when he does that, the whole school turns around. They're like, hey, that kid's throwing punch. That is that scene is it's so funny to me because that is I, I saw that when I was a kid. It's so eerily predictive of it's like the it's like a, a cartoon version of idiocracy. People are so dumb and so unwilling to recognize things that are not coincidental, like the president and the undersecretary of state saying we'll take out those pipelines. If you invade Ukraine, okay, Russia invaded Ukraine. All right, the Navy goes in to the Baltic Sea for an exercise. And then the pipeline blows up after Germany got a warning that there's going to be an attack on the pipeline. And then Poland and Norway, they, we, we, we've got a pipeline right here. Good thing we, we opened it the day that this other pipeline exploded. So merging these issues together, here's Jean-Pierre. One of the dumbest people to ever hold any office appointed or otherwise in United States history might. This woman might actually be stupider than Cortez. She might actually be stupider than Cortez. But let's take a listen to what she had to say about the pipelines. And we have said this many times before. This just drives home the importance of our efforts to work together to get alternative gas uh, supplies to Europe and to support efforts to reduce gas uh, consumption and accelerate true energy independence by moving to clean energy uh, economy. Ooh, so a lot there. First of all, Putin weaponized energy. Now, I'm pretty sure the sanctions, the export-import bans... I'm pretty sure NATO, I'm pretty sure the biolabs 
I'm pretty sure the Nazis, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that are behind Putin going into Ukraine, right or wrong, probably not really right or wrong, probably a little bit of both on both sides of the conflict. Uh, Number two, did you hear what she said at the end there? We just need to take this opportunity to like, I don't know, uh, well, Consumption and accelerate true energy independence by moving to clean energy economy. Didn't Pete Buttigieg say something similar to that? Oh, we just got to the pain of the gas prices. We just have to accept this as part of the transition. It's a good thing. If you don't want to pay five dollars for gas, you bigot, racist, sexist, genderist, then buy an electric car. None of this is accidental. So the pipeline being sabotaged, which I'm about 98% sure that it was. Is just a coincidence. Don't worry about it. Just buy an electric car. Gas prices are through the roof. Just buy an electric car. Don Lemon on CNN says, hey, you're the expert. Not only the expert of weather, you're the expert of hurricanes running. Noah, you're wrong, Jamie Rome. The hurricanes are actually worse because I lived in Florida one time. Yeah, that's what Don Lemon actually said. I live there and this storm is worse. It's a new phenomenon. It's not a new phenomenon. It just turned into a category four. How's that a new phenomenon? Anybody remember Hurricane Andrew that hit Florida? You remember any of the hurricanes that hit Florida? But no, it's the worst ever. It's the worst ever. It's the worst ever. It's the worst ever. The worst ever. The worst ever. So what can you do to protect yourself from the hurricane? Well, they have, I don't know, you heard about bivalent? They have a new variant booster out now it's called ian to get vaccinated now everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits all right you want to hear that again store into texas a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now <laughs> all right i was doing it wrong all those years when i lived in florida See, i was getting water and food and candles i was a kid my parents were getting water and food and candles my friends were getting water food and candles and taping their windows up and putting wood over the windows and evacuating stupid 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 stuff to do we shouldn't have been doing that we should have been getting vaccinated the new variant booster ian get yours today at cvs this message brought to you by pfizer moderna Pfizer BioNTech. So that's all I have for you. The president, under Secretary of State, they warned, hey, there's going to be consequences if Russia invades Ukraine. We're going to get these pipelines out of commission. Then Russia invades Ukraine. Then the Navy carries out an exercise with NATO in that area. Then the CIA warns Germany there's going to be an attack. Then the pipelines explode. And then buy an electric car. By the way, in Paris... Smoke has been seen for miles as a fire broke out at the world's largest produce market. Firefighters urged people to stay away from the area in Paris' southern suburbs. 100 officers and 30 fire engines battled the blaze at the Rungus International Market. Kind of goes along with the food shortages brought further along in the supply chain issue issue by fires, explosions, and planes hitting processing facilities, fruit, vegetables, meat, some of the same places that were under cyber attack, JBS, uh, oil, chips, snacks, etc. All of it just totally coincidental. If you want to protect yourself from a hurricane, you heard the president. Get that vaccine. It will help you 
and you won't have to deal with the effects of climate change anymore. If you just buy an electric car and get a vaccine, all the problems will go away. That has to be fake. I, I can't believe he actually said that. But anyway, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to the broadcast this evening. Hope that you learned something. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Listen to the show for free Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific on GroundZero.radio. Listen to the show for free in the archive on our website or on the many radio and podcast players. Or subscribe to the show, buy one of my books, support what we do here financially, and we'll continue to bring you the content we do five nights a week. The Secret Teachings, I'm Ryan Gable. RDGable at Yahoo.com is the email. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, especially if you're in Florida. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. <laughs>